Welcome to a break from the grind NFL Week 1 Pick'em. I'm your host, Jason, and this is my co-host, George. Say what? hi, George. What's up? So, here we are in Week 1 of the NFL. It is finally back. God, it seems like it's been gone forever. And here's the thing, guys. You can finally tell your wives, I am not doing that today. My team is playing. You can finally go, like, the bucks are on, and I can say, listen, just give me a half. They're going to be blown out, and then whatever you need, we can do that in the second half. Hold on. I have to disagree. You're only going to need a quarter. Oh, you're such a jerk. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm a Dolphin fan, okay? At least you're getting a whole quarter. I'm going to get, like, the first five minutes of the game, and then from there, you might as well just turn it off. So we're going to go into, uh, we're going to go into pick'ems for week one. Every week, George and I are going to pick... The NFL teams we think are going to win. We're not going to pick against the spread for you gamblers. Um, get a hold of your lives. Just don't do it. And if you do do it, do it in moderation. So having said that, we're also going to have our daughters do the pickums, and we're going to give out their picks on our website, bftgpodcast.com, uh, so you can go there and see if our little girls can beat us, the experts. Yeah. And, and I am air quoting, experts. I was, was going to say, you guys couldn't see it. But he was literally air quoting the term expert. See, I have a feeling, and, and I think, George, maybe you'd be the way, the same thing, is my daughter's going to look at this and go, oh, I like their colors. Let's pick them. My daughter has already predicted the Denver Broncos will go 16-0. and Why? Because they have a horse as their logo. That's unfortunate for her. But she would have picked a Super Bowl winner last year that's... because they have a freaking horse as their logo. <laughs> so that's what she asked me when I asked her. I said, Honey, I need you to pick these teams. Who's going to win? And she said, well, they're a cat. They're a horse. I'm taking the horse. One's a pirate. One's a bird. I want the bird. That's how she looks at this stuff. Yeah, my daughter. My daughter's going to look at the uniform colors. I'm pretty sure she likes the Panthers, which is crushing for any Buccaneer fan. All four of them. Hmm. <laughs> look, that's, that's two more than Dolphins, okay? Look, I, my, <laughs> my son's three. He's turning into a football fan, and... Now we've we've got we've got five guys now. He's three. We can call. We can count him. Listen, I'm uh, my son is fourteen. He'll be fifteen in December. He is not a football fan. <laughs> I've done something terribly wrong with him. <laughs> Good kid, just not a football fan. Is he in a dance by any chance? No, he is not. Okay, so we'll cut that out because that's just mean. And no, I like you can your leave son. it in there. Leave it in there. I don't care. I'm lazy. I'm gonna leave it in there anyway. <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let, let's go ahead and get this started. Our first game is going to be the Super Bowl rematch on Thursday night. Carolina Panthers versus Denver Broncos. So I am going to be taking the Carolina Panthers, and this isn't even going to be close. The Broncos just lost too much in the offseason. They lost a lot on their defense. They lost their two starting quarterbacks from last year. Uh, the only thing that kind of helps is that Carolina is going to be starting two rookie corners, but I think that... I think their cornerback success last year is going to be proven to be a lot of the system and not so much the corners. I agree. Um, I'm also not a fan of Denver's starting quarterback. He's never taken a single NFL regular season snap. Give me Carolina. Yeah, it's, I, there's not a whole lot to say about this one. We'll go on to game two, and and this game is the Buccaneers visiting the Falcons. And as I mentioned a few minutes or a few seconds ago, because you know we just started, uh, and you've done a lot of editing already. I'm a huge Tampa Bay fan. With that said, I'm taking the Falcons. The Falcons just are too strong on offense. The Buccaneers are too weak on defense. I think Mike Smith will turn it around this season, but I don't think it's going to be that early. As much as Mike Smith and Dirk Cotter would love to go in Atlanta and take the win, 
I think they're going to lose. And I'm going to co-sign everything Jason just said. Give me Atlanta. Next matchup is Buffalo Bills at the Baltimore Ravens. Now, this one I actually view to be closer than it should be. I think I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills on this one. Baltimore just, they cut Justin Forsett. Now there's word they're going to resign him. They don't know what the hell they're doing. I'm just going to go with the Bills. Well, they don't. So looking at them, and and you may notice a trend, and it hasn't shown up so far yet. George has been, it's been short and sweet. But so George listens to sports podcasts all day long. He gets in like six or seven a day. Eight or nine. There you go. I'm on the phone all day, so I don't get to listen to as much. And when I do, it's it. you'll find out it's going to be... I listen to kind of the dick and fart joke type podcast, and that's going to come out big time for me. You're going to get a lot of dick and fart jokes. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. It's funny. They'll, they'll, <laughs> you guys will like it because you're, you're infants like I am. So with this one, I'm taking Buffalo. I don't particularly like the Bills, but the Ravens, they have Steve Smith and Brashard Perriman. One guy who's too old and one guy who's never played. Their running back situation's a mess. And Flacco still thinks he's elite, even though he's not. He's never been elite. I'm taking the Bills as well. The only thing that scares me about the Bills is you do have a uh, Rob Ryan defense. Ask the Saints how well that works out. But <laughs> but I think he gets reined in a, a little bit by his brother. And his Yeah, brother. who's reining him in? Nope. <laughs> who's reining in Rex? Nobody. It's uh, just going to be a mess, but of those just, two teams, the one that's the bigger mess is the Ravens. You think if the Ravens hired some foot models for the sidelines, hey, you, listen, you think that might distract? You might be onto something. And does Rex Ryan's wife still have Mark Sanchez tattooed on her? No, I think, no, that was Rex Ryan that had Mark Sanchez tattooed on him, wasn't it? I think it was his wife. But then again, if if so, so imagine this, you are Rex Ryan and you are, you are at home bang crazy. On your wife. Are you staring down at Mark Sanchez? Listen. Confirmed. It is Rex Ryan with the tattoo. Oh, so maybe he did that for his wife. So he doesn't have to look. She didn't have to look at Rex. Yes. Rex Ryan got his tattoo changed after being fired by the Jets. Okay, so it was Rex Ryan. So Rex, Rex Ryan had a Mark Sanchez tattoo yes. on him. I guarantee you. I guarantee you that so his wife doesn't have to look at Rex Ryan. She can look at Mark. Mark Sanchez. That probably does something for her. Yeah. Apparently, he uh, he had the tattoo darkened because it was green for the for the Jets. Apparently, Rex Ryan had it darkened blue for the Bills. Anyway, it's Rex Ryan. I yeah he he's got a tattoo. He changed it now. It's a picture of his wife. It was a picture of his wife wearing a Mark Sanchez jersey, and now it's just a picture of his wife wearing a a blue jersey with no specific number. So his wife wants to look at herself while making love to Rex Ryan. I'd still say it's better than looking at Rex Ryan. <laughs> I would say it is as well. The next pick on the uh, the next pick is between the Chicago Bears at the Houston Texans. I'm taking the Texans. Their defense is way too good. I'm not a fan of Brock Osweiler, and like I said, George is going to give you all kinds of fancy stats on that. But I'm not a fan of Brock Osweiler. I'm not a big fan of Jeremy Langford. But I am a big fan of the Texans' defense. Hopefully Clowney can be healthy and live up to some of his potential. I'm taking the Texans. So the stats Jason was referencing about Brock Osweiler. He is nothing more than a game manager in my opinion. Last year, over seven starts, he passed on average for about 207 yards. A game, he only had one game over 300 yards. I see this 
becoming more of a clock management, Alex Smith type offense. Yes, they have a phenomenal wide receiver in Hopkins. Yes, they have a very good running back in Lamar Miller. Uh, their defense is stout. I'm going to take the Houston Texans in this one as well. Bears have some nice, nice offensive pieces. Their biggest problem is they've got Jay Cutler at quarterback. Give me the Texans over the, the Bears. All right, so now we're on to the New York Jets, or the Cincinnati Bengals at the New York Jets. And this is another one I'm taking. I'm taking the away team. Yep. Uh, Andy Dalton, I've called him the benchmark quarterback. Uh, other people have said it, but I've said it a whole lot. If you have a quarterback better than Andy Dalton, you're doing okay. If you have a quarterback worse than Andy Dalton, you need to look for a quarterback. And if, if your quarterback is Andy Dalton? You might as well keep him, right? I, guess. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> At least they can say you're the benchmark of something. You know, A.J. Green, the Bengals running back situation is kind of a mess. I don't like their their Well, they're, they're complete running back by committee there. And... They're, I don't like their committee all that much, but you know, there's there's a lot of weapons. They've got AJ Green. Their tight ends come. Eifert's coming back. I say yeah, Eifert will be back hopefully soon. I've got him in a couple of fantasy leagues. Yeah, I've got the Bengals. What do you got, George? Uh, give me the Bengals and over we, the Jets. And we haven't uh, disagreed once, but uh, I think that's about to change when we yeah talk, when we talk about the Cleveland Browns against the Philadelphia Eagles. Give me them Browns. Go ahead, George. What What's your reasoning? It's my upset of the week. I think Philadelphia is a hot mess. I don't. There's nothing in Philadelphia I like at all. I'm not a big fan of their their rookie quarterback. They just traded away Sam Bradford. Which, by the way, congratulations, Philly. That's the first move that you've done that's been good this whole off season. I just I like what I see coming from the Browns. Their offense is actually I think is going to be decent. RG three has looked pretty good during the preseason. Their defense is not terrible. They're average. They're not terrible. If Joe Hayden can regain his form that he's had in previous years or get close to what he's had in previous years, I think their defense will be okay. Uh, give me the give me the Browns over the Eagles on this one. So all of that, they're coherent, intelligent. Well, we'll go with coherent. Well thought out. No, we'll just stay with coherent. Those are all coherent points. They've all got merit to them. But what I'm going to say to you is the Philadelphia Eagles are playing the Browns. We don't even expect you to be good. We just want you to be watchable. That's all you need to know. Look, Philadelphia could be a mess, but they're not the mess that the Browns are and have been. So I'm I'm going to go with the Eagles here. Browns turn the page, I'm telling you. They're going to win six games this year. Oh, so, so this is one of the six? This is one of the six. Okay, so I'm going with the Eagles. You're going with the Browns. The next game we're going to do is going to be the Minnesota Vikings at the Tennessee Titans. And I've got, and this one hurts, I've got the Vikings. Now, there's no Teddy Bridgewater. Sam Bradford's not going to be the starter. They've uh, Sean Hill, right? No. Sam Badford. He's not starting. Oh, he's not. He's not starting. They wouldn't do that to him. He's. They're not going <laughs> to. They're not going to Josh Freeman him. Hey, Mike. You never know. <laughs> no, it's it's come out that he's not going to. Listen. Here's the offensive game plan. See that guy in the backfield. Just hand him the ball. I don't know. If That's guys, all we ask of you. So, as a Bucks fan, you always watch former Bucks quarterbacks because you just inevitably feel like they're going to go on to win a Super Bowl. So I watched uh, Josh Freeman couple years ago get picked up by the vikings and 
I don't know, three days later, start a Thursday night football game in which he was just god-awful. Well, he's Josh Freeman, so he is just god-awful. Well, but even more, I mean, three days to learn a whole playbook to a kid that, for all intents and purposes, wasn't considered all that bright coming out of college. So they threw him to the Wolves. I don't think they're doing that to Sam Bradford. Plus, I think they want to have him around for week two, so they don't want to see him injured week one. I think it's going to be Sean Hill starting here. He's going to be handing, but all he has to do is hand off the ball over and over and over again, and they're going to beat the Tennessee Titans. I I also went with Minnesota, but I feel it's got more to do with Minnesota's defense versus the Tennessee offense. Tennessee does have some nice pieces: Demarco Murray, Derrick Henry. I like the two running backs: Rashard Matthews, Tarshay Sharp, decent wide receivers. Mariota is a good young quarterback, but I I just think Minnesota's defense is so much better than that Titans offense. Um, I think that their defense gets very little respect for how good they actually are. Um, I, I could see them holding that Titans offense in check, give the ball to AP. Uh, give me give me Minnesota on that one as well. And my joke before was as long as, and before this all happened, is that as long as Teddy Bridgewater didn't trip over his own center every play, the Minnesota Vikings could go far. Uh, he didn't trip over his own center. I don't think that's how this happened. It was a non-contact injury. Do they? Would they? Maybe consider... he tripped over the center's shadow. Who knows? <laughs> would they consider tripping over a center contact though? I mean, not football contact. It would just be a dumb move. Anyway, I think by getting injured, they actually have a better chance. I am not a Teddy Bridgewater fan. I'm not a Sam Bradford fan, but Teddy Bridgewater probably has the weakest arm of all 32 teams starting quarterbacks. They're, he, they're so limited with what he can do. I think that's part of the reason why they traded so much to get Bradford, because they were hoping he's not just a one-year. I think Teddy Bridgewater's done. I think, well, so I don't know if he's done. Oh, he's I, done. I, I know that they definitely want wanted uh, Bradford just out of the fear that Bridgewater may not be healthy to start next season. From what I've read about this injury that he's got, it was it was pretty bad. He was it was a serious injury. That's the reason why they stopped the, the practice that week or that day, rather. Excuse me, uh, and had to he had to be ambulanced out. It, from what I from what I've read, I believe he almost died. It was that serious of an injury. Which I mean, it's just a freak injury. He wasn't touched by anybody. Almost died, huh? Mm-hmm. So now we've got San Diego taking on Kansas City in Kansas City. Uh, I've got San Diego. Uh, I've got the Chiefs. Yeah, I know. This is gonna. This one hurts. This is my upset special of the week. Uh, I think San Diego can actually beat the Chiefs. I don't like the Chiefs this year. They played well last year. I think they have played above their talent level last year, and I think they'll come back down to earth. As of last week, as of last week, Jeremy Bosa, that's his name, right? Yep. Jeremy Bosa uh, was about as real to the Chargers as Manti Teo's girlfriend, but he's actually in camp now. Will he be football ready? I don't think so. San Diego's offense is really good. The Chiefs' defense is pretty good. I'm still taking the Chargers. And and the flip side of that is the Kansas City offense is pretty good, and the San Diego Chargers' defense is really bad. Um, this game is at Kansas City. Uh, going up into Arrowhead Stadium, that's one of the most toughest uh, stadiums to play in. Uh, the fans get really loud. They make it really hard on visiting teams. You said hard on. I did say hard on. I was wondering if anybody's going to catch that. Um, Nobody wants to catch your hard on. This is true. Ask my wife. Um, so for that reason alone, it, the offenses. Let's be fair. You've got two kids. She caught it at least twice. This is true. 
Um, I'm throwing him off his game, guys. Completely. <laughs> give me the give me the Chiefs over the Chargers on this one. I just think that Kansas City's defense will be able to hang with the Chargers' offense, where I don't think the the Chargers' defense will be able to hang with that Kansas City offense. Give me the home team on this one. Now we've got the Oakland Raiders visiting the New Orleans Saints. George? I'm going to go with the Saints on this. Give me the home team as well. That Oakland Raiders defense is improved, but it's a high-power Saint offense. It's going to be in New Orleans, in that dome, uh, loud. It's going to make it hard on the, the, the Raiders offense. I said it again, hard on the Raiders offense. Give me the, give me the Saints on, on, uh, on this game. I'm a big fan of Drew Brees this year. I think he's personally going to throw for about 5,000 yards. He's going to throw it on everybody they play. So I haven't liked the Raiders since Gruden left, and I really only liked them because they gave us Gruden for a championship year. I am going to take the Raiders this week. I think their offense can match the Saints, especially against the Saints defense, I, if it which was is a, no good. I don't think they can, but okay. And I think the Raiders defense is way better than the Saints defense. So... I think the Raiders' defense can get some stops. The Saints' defense improved this offseason. The biggest addition they got was by subtraction. They got rid of Rob Ryan. And and it's absolutely true, but I I still think the Saints' defense is going to struggle. The coach wasn't the only problem there. He was the largest part of the problem. He, He was a large problem. I do like the Oakland Raiders' offense. I like Latavius Murray. I like Amari Cooper. I think Derek Carr now, is. Now good let me enough. ask you: Do you like Latavius Murray, or you just like him running behind that line? Because that line is pretty good. So I like both. I, okay. I think. I mean, could they have a better running back? Sure. I mean, if they had Adrian Peterson, he'd be he'd be a stud there too. But well, Adrian Peterson would be a stud anywhere you put him. But that line is good. That so line's their running really back good. situation's good. If they can keep Derek Carr from getting pressured, I think he's going to be a good quarterback. It's the first time in a long time I think the Raiders have a shot at being decent. <laughs> you said they're going to take it. <laughs> they're going to take the heart on. <laughs> if you're still listening, all three of you, we appreciate you greatly. <laughs> Would you guys take it? Uh, you don't have to answer that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, our next game is going. To, all right, our next game is going to be the New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys. I was on the Dallas hype train for a little bit. I really believed in the Cowboys this year. Then Romo pulled a Tony Romo and went broke back on me. So I'm going to go with the Giants. I'm absolutely in the opposite camp, and and I was a Cowboys fan. But you know what I think this does? I think this makes the Cowboys have to use their running backs instead of throwing all the time. I think I think I don't think get, Dallas was going to throw all the time anyway. I do. I think I think they get enamored way too much with. And look, they've got they had decent running backs last year, but they they fell into a rut. They got Romo. They got Dez. Let's throw it over the top. Let's catch it. Let's go down deep because that's what Jerry likes. That's what Jerry likes. But here's so here's the issue with that. Last year they didn't have Romo. Dez was basically a no show the whole year with his with his broken foot. Um, this year, I think that Dallas was coming in thinking, okay, we need to manage Tony Romo. We can't put it all on him because he is the franchise. They were going to run the ball to begin with. I believe you're going to see a lot of running running plays between Zeke Elliott and Alfred Morris. Well, don't you think? But don't you think now that Romo's out, they're going to have to run the ball more? I think this force like, them to. Like I said, I I think they were going to run the ball to begin with. Um, I don't think they were going to run it as much as they did a couple of years ago with Demarco Murray. But I think they were going to feed Zeke. I think he was probably going to get 
anywhere between 250 to 300 touches this year. They have some decent depth. I mean, as long at as the running back, yes, they do. They're, they're super. They're super deep at running back. They can run it, run it, run it, run it. That offensive line is incredible, and I think not having Romo, having a rookie quarterback, forces them to run it more. So, I, and I like I like their run game against Dallas against the Giants defense. I know Victor Cruz has come back. <laughs> <laughs> I Sorry, think, I just can't believe you just went there. <laughs> I don't think that's going to make much of a difference. I mean, it's Odell Beckham, uh, Eli Manning, and who else? Sterling Sharp, the, Rashard who, Jennings. Who? Hey, listen, Rashard Jennings, he was a very good running back come the end of the year last year when they finally decided to just hand him the ball versus feeding the four or five guys that they had back there. Uh, Sterling Sharp has looked really good in the preseason, a uh, highly touted rookie. Um, I think the fact that they're not making that he's coming into a situation with Eli Manning and he is the number two receiver versus being a number one wide receiver. I think a lot of focus will go on to Odell Beckham and that will leave opportunities for Sterling Sharp. I still think it's going to be one of those Calvin Johnson, uh, Matthew Stafford. They're going to feed Odell, feed Odell, feed Odell. No, I don't. So Eli's not never done that. He, Eli Manning, Believe it or not, is significantly better than Matthew Stafford. Eli Manning, he doesn't focus solely on one receiver and hope that the receiver goes up and gets it. He has moments he does that, but he doesn't do it the whole game. I think I, he he he's more of a well-rounded quarterback. He's a lot better than Stafford. Okay, so you've got the Giants. I've got the Giants. Give me the I'll Giants the Cow- on that one. And I'll take the Cowboys. Our next game's the Detroit Lions at the Indianapolis Colts. I've got the Colts. George? I went with the Colts. Give me Andrew Luck. Give me that Colts offense. I don't think the Detroit defense can stop that offense. Well, and, and Matthew Stafford does not have Megatron to to feed anymore. He's so used to hitting one wide receiver, one wide receiver over and over and over again. I don't think he knows how to do anything else. I think he focuses. I I am intrigued. I do believe this is the best overall set of wide receivers he's ever had, as far as talent goes collectively. Uh, listen, you're not going to replace Andre, uh, Calvin Johnson, excuse me. You can replace Andre Johnson. That's easy to do, but you cannot replace Calvin Johnson as far as talent and ability and what he brings to the table. But overall, this is the best set of wide receivers, uh, Matthew Stafford's ever had. I'm kind of intrigued to see if he does balance it out or if he's actually capable of doing that. Um, there's no run game to speak of in Detroit right now. So you know Matthew Stafford's going to have to throw the ball a lot. It wouldn't surprise me if he threw the ball over 600 times this year, uh, which he's done in previous years. With that said, I'm still going to take the Colts. And I'm taking the Colts as well. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, emergence of Moncrief. Dorsett's got a chance to be halfway decent when they got three wide receivers on the field. Don't forget about the running back back there. Who? The ageless, the timeless, the juggernaut known as Frank Gore. <laughs> How'd that work out for him last year? Hey. He did okay last year. He's from the U, running back university. So we got, and then you have Andrew Luck coming back from injury. Uh, he wants to erase last year. I think they're just top to bottom a better team. I'm going to take the Colts. You're going to take the Colts. I agree. Let's go on to the Sunday night game. This one I'm actually really looking forward to because it's going to be the New England Patriots at the Arizona Cardinals. And I am hoping the Cardinals win by at least 21 points. I don't think they'll win by 21. I think Belichick's way too good to to get blown out on national TV. But I am going to take the Cardinals on this one. No Tom, no win. 
Tummy likey. Tommy want wingy. That's just it. Uh, I think they'll go two and two maybe without Tom Brady, I think. But they're not going to be a good, as good a caliber team as the Cardinals without their quarterback. I think they're putting a lot on Jimmy Garoppolo. That New England Patriots offense is just banged up right now. No Amendola, no Deion Lewis, no Tom Brady. Julian Edelman's all banged up. You don't know if he's actually healthy or not. I'm not a huge fan of the Patriots defense. On the other side of the coin, you got a high-powered Arizona Cardinals offense playing at home in a primetime game against the New England Patriots. I can absolutely see Arizona winning by at least 21 points because I don't think the Patriots offense is capable of scoring 21 points. 21, really? Yep. Not against that Arizona Cardinals defense, no. I don't. Well, I don't see. I don't see New England scoring twenty-one, but I, I, I definitely don't see him getting blown out by twenty-one either. Like I said, Bill, Bill Belichick's a wild card. He's had all offseason to plan for this one game. I think he's going to keep him close. I think this whole offseason he's been planning Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's unfortunate for him. It's not unfortunate for him. That's what you get when you're a cheater. All right. <laughs> so. We're going to circle back around to a couple of our games that we're going to consider locks of the week. Yep. We have two locks of the week. And what we're going to do is Jason has one and I have one. Um, Jason, we'll let you start off with yours so I can get my pain and misery out of the way. So the my lock of the week is the Miami Dolphins at Seattle. I'm taking Seattle. Uh, it is fortunate for Miami that flying all the way to the West Coast, they're doing it the first week of the season. I don't think that's going to help them just, just based on pure talent. I would agree. I think Tannehill's going to be running for his life behind a suspect Miami offensive line. It's an improved line, but it's it, not the greatest. Still suspect. Yeah, it and, is. Until until they can show me something different, it's suspect. I don't think they help themselves too much with a running game, so they are going to have to pass the ball. Their wide receivers are good, but the corners for Seattle are better. I'm taking Seattle. So let me ask you this. Does Aaron Foster make it out of this game alive? He makes it out of this game alive. I think he's probably got two or three in him. Then he'll start getting a nagging injury, and then by week six, he'll be hurt, and you'll be back to a Jaye. Oh, God. So, I agree. I just... So, I'm a Miami Dolphin fan. I love the Dolphins, but I cannot pick the Dolphins to go to Seattle and win. Um, Miami has a really, really tough home... uh, Not home schedule, but a really tough schedule to start the year. Um, after we go to Seattle, we get the luxury of traveling to New England. It's just, it's a rough start. That is one of the two games that I have Jimmy Garoppolo winning, though, by the way. We'll discuss that next week, because I'm going with Miami on that one. Yeah, I, the Seattle Seahawks, they're they're one of the top teams in the NFC. Uh, like Jason said, we're lucky we get to travel to there at the beginning of the season versus on a short week, or even really in the middle of the season. If you're going to go all the way out west, that's the time to do it. It's the first game of the year. Um, especially after coming off a week four preseason game where you didn't start anybody that that's your starters. As much as I would love to pick my Miami Dolphins to win this game, I've also got to go to the Seahawks. That is a lock. So the next lock of the week is the Green Bay Packers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. And George, since this is your lock, I'll let you go ahead and talk. So it's the Green Bay Packers. You got the best quarterback, in my opinion, in the league in Aaron Rodgers. You've got slim trim Eddie Lacy in the backfield. Somebody got, get that guy a hamburger. <laughs> he might stop on he might stop to get a, a hamburger on the way to the end zone against Jacksonville. Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, 
that that offense is is they're so familiar with each other. They everybody knows their roles. Everybody's actually healthy. Then you got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, I like their offense. I'm not a huge fan of Blake Bortles. Last year, when the Jaguars played, Blake Bortles was a terrible quarterback until the fourth quarter when the defense let off the gas and they kind of sat back in a prevent defense and just let Jacksonville go up and down the score, up and down the field to score. I'm just not impressed. Blake Bortles is a turnover machine. He's really not that good. Well, so look, it it boils down to is uh, is the Jaguars, that's terrible grammar, are the Jaguars the team that they showed last year when they didn't play very well, or are they the team every year in the draft where it looks like they've picked up a ton of talent? They can they can actually because defensively they look much improved. They got Prince of Mukamura. They went and drafted the cornerback uh, Ramsey out of FSU, who by all accounts looks looks to be a good like a good player. Uh, they have their defensive end, isn't it? A defensive end Fowler from last year, their first year that their first yep. round pick last year that from Florida that hurt himself. He's back, so they look to be a much improved defense. Their offense, their, their defense hasn't had. They got all these new pieces. They haven't had time to gel, and you're going up against an offense that's been together for years and it's been highly regarded as the best offense in the league and, uh, on and, a consistent and, basis. And I'm for sure it's it's his luck, but I'm taking the Packers as well. But just to be on the look, the, this could be a Jaguars year. It's just they're going to have to show it. Bortles in another season, he could he could prove to be smarter with the ball. He has offensive talent. I think Ivory's going to help him out a whole bunch because I think Yeldon... I think Ivory will help them out a lot because I see them running the ball more than passing the ball, which essentially will help Blake Bortles because it takes some of the pressure where he's not got to throw the ball 50, 60 times a game. I'll be able to manage the clock better. Their defense, like you said, is improved. Um, I don't think they'll get blown out. But I just don't think they stand a chance against the Green Bay Packers. On paper, they have as much talent as any other team. And so does the Dallas Cowboys. Well, on paper. So yeah, on paper, the Cowboys have as much talent as just about anybody other any other team. See, I but just, you don't play games on paper. You play it on the field. And on the field, the Green Bay Packers overall are just a much better team, top to bottom, left to right, than the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is my lock of the week. So we're going to go on to the Monday night games. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Washington Redskins. I think we both have the Steelers here. We do. The Redskins are another one of those teams where you're not sure. Even the Redskins aren't sold on their quarterback. They didn't give him a long-term deal. So he didn't like that. He bet on himself, didn't he? Didn't he take a one-year deal? They franchise tagged him. Okay. So he... I think they franchise. We'll have to look that up, but I, th- I think I think you're I think you're correct. So they ended up franchise tagging him. So they don't even believe in him. They drafted some wide receivers. They still have Deshaun Jackson, but they're not strong there. Matt Jones had a shoulder injury. He's coming back for week one. He's to me, he looks like a decent option at running back. But they're playing the Steelers when the Steelers are all healthy. It'd probably be one of the few times they're all healthy. Le'Veon Bell's not playing, but D'Angelo Williams has proven to step in there. Yeah, he's he's been phenomenal. Every time he's been asked to step in for uh, Le'Veon Bell, he's just been phenomenal. Antonio Brown's playing. Roethlisberger's in before his his yearly injury now. This is one of the 13 games he'll play this year. But do you think if he gets popped in the mouth one time, we'll get to hear a whole game of... Of how tough he is? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, we will. 
Yeah, that guy's so tough. He's just the toughest guy. The toughest. Have you ever heard? Oh, he's so tough. And uh, so, so we've both got the Steelers there. Yeah, not a huge fan of Washington at all. The last Monday night football game, and we'll get you out of here because I know you're bored by now. But <laughs> the last Monday night game, the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. If it was Thursday and you were listening to this, we could have a throwback Thursday and say the St. Louis Rams. Oh, St. Louis Rams. <laughs> Poor St. Louis. But yes, we have the Rams at the at the 49ers. I'm going to go with the Rams. Not a huge fan of the San Francisco quarterback situation. Not a huge fan of their running back situation. Not a huge fan of their defense situation. Not a huge fan of their wide receiver situation. Not a huge fan of their coaching situation. How's their kicker? I like the kicker. I don't know who it is, but I like him. <laughs> you know who the best guy on that team is going to be? Who's that? The punter. He's going to get a whole lot of work. Oh, completely underpaid. He complete, yeah, I mean, punt <laughs> dollars per punt for him is going to be way low. If, if, if I was his agent, that's what my negotiation tactic would have been. Listen, I want a new contract, and I want to be paid X amount of dollars per punt this season. <laughs> He might actually be the first $100 million special teams player in the league history. Hey, and he would be worth every penny. So, yeah, I think we both made it clear we're going to take the Rams. Um, Not a huge fan of their quarterback situation starting the rookie, but you do got Todd Gurley back there. As long as he can remain healthy, running strong behind that line. Uh, I like the emergence of Tavon Austin. I like what he did last year. I like him coming into this year. He's a... Specialty player. No, it's hard to talk about the the Rams, too, because I'm not a giant fan of the Rams. I'm not either. That's their the quarterback problem. situation is terrible. Their wide receiver situation is not good, really. Their defense and their running back. So, to me, they're almost to, they're almost like the, the Vikings in that sense, that I think Gurley's going to be a significant factor in that team. If he, they go as far as he goes, their defense is going to keep them in a lot of games. So... So here's why I'm not really a huge fan. So the only reason we're even picking the Rams is because they're playing the 49ers. So let's just make that perfectly clear. Okay. But here's the Rams offense. Kenny Britt, Farrell Cooper, Tavon Austin, Brian Quick. Do really any of them scare you? I mean, Tavon Austin, he's okay. But Kenny Britt, Farrell Cooper, Brian Quick, they, they don't scare you. You got uh, Jared Goff and Case Keenum as your quarterbacks. They don't scare you. Todd Gurley, okay, Todd Gurley scares you. I'll give you that. He does. But, I mean, you're going to put eight people in the box, and you're going to say, Jared Goff or Case Keenum, beat me. And they're not going to be able to do it. They're just not. It's not happening. So that's our picks for the week. We're going to do this every week. Like I said, we're going to put up on our website what our daughters picked. You can go in and check, and maybe next week we'll we'll read those off to you. But we were totally unprepared this week. Yeah, we were prepared. Because this is like our third time recording this episode. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so here's the other thing I want to ask you guys. And you can reach out to us at uh, bftgpodcast at gmail.com. Here's something I want to ask for anybody listening. What is the worst chore you had to do on Sunday because there was no football this summer? Oh. Well, tell me the worst thing you had to do, the, the honeydew list, whatever. The thing that you wouldn't have had to do had football been on. Hashtag, thank God football is back. <laughs> and you can also tweet us your response to what's the worst thing you had to do on Sundays when there was no football on at BFTG pod. The worst thing I had to do, I would say probably have to do the yard work. 
I hate mowing the lawn. Normally I can get my son to do it. But he was out camping most of the summer. So he wasn't here to do the yard work. So I had to do all the yard work. See, putting myself on the spot because I just said this and I really don't have one. I know yours. What is it? Remodeling your kitchen. Oh, we would have done that either way. The kitchen would have been done either way. Uh, yeah, but you timed it perfectly for the off season. <laughs> I, did. I did. Not having not having a kitchen sink, doing dishes in the bathtub is just brutal, unbearably brutal. <laughs> just it just never. The kitchen looks amazing. It's it once it's done, it's the greatest thing ever. But it's the whole process of getting it done. And you think it's going to be a couple weeks and it turns into a month and you don't have a stove or a microwave or a sink. And then don't forget the, well, I've only budgeted this amount for it, but it's always going to go over budget. Let's see. The worst thing I had to do because it wasn't football season. I don't know. I hate shopping. Every time we have to go to the, we go shopping. It just, ugh. and at least during football season, if I have to go shopping and the bucks aren't playing, so I'm going I can turn on the Sirius, I can flip it to a game, my wife my wife tolerates it because she knows she's doing me a huge disservice by making me leave during football, but going shopping and listening to her 80s music, just the worst thing ever. So again, email us at bftgpodcast at gmail.com, let me know what the worst thing you had to do on Sunday because there was no football. Or uh, tweet us, bftgpod. And the best... We'll win nothing because we're a little shitty podcast. No, I got a surprise for the best. Do you? What is yes. it? So whoever emails us or tweets us, the the worst thing they had to do on Sundays because there was no football, we'll get a mention on this podcast. And only like five people will hear it. That may be worse than whatever the worst thing we get is. I uh, No, it won't. It won't. It, it won't. No. Because we'll have like five people. <laughs> but yeah, but being mentioned... On here may be worse punishment than actually whatever their worst thing was on Sunday. And that's probably true. All right. So this has been Break from the Grind, the NFL Pick'em Edition. We can be reached at bftgpodcast at gmail.com. We can be reached on Twitter at bftgpod. And we can also be found on the Fantasy Life app where I am at Geo. And I'm Dr. Mill. I'm Jason. I'm George. And thank you for taking a break from your daily grind to listen to us. 